Assalamu alaikum. It is Tuesday, the 5th of October 2021, and in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 259. And in it, we are considering the meanings of the words of uh, chapter 2 of the Holy Quran, Al-Baqarah, verse 93. And this is the third broadcast in which we are talking about the meanings of the words of uh, uh, this verse of the Holy Quran. Uh, these broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore MDM movement, which was created by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib. And he taught us that although people generally believe that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, another Prophet will come. But the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was Khatamun Nabihim. And the Holy Prophet explained that by saying, La Nabiyabadi which means that now no prophet can come, whether an old prophet or a new prophet, no prophet of any type. And uh, the companions of the Holy Prophet were uh, worried by this, so they asked the Holy Prophet uh, that uh, previous people went astray um, a while after uh, the Prophet they were sent had passed away. So what will happen with the Muslims? And the Holy Prophet said that the reformers will appear amongst the Muslims uh, to bring the Ummah back to the correct teachings of the Holy Quran and the, and the Holy Prophet Muhammad Now naturally this means that this will give rise to differences. And the Holy Prophet was careful enough to say that uh, uh, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are a heretic, you are a kafir, then it is the person saying it who goes out of the fold of Islam. The Holy Prophet was so strict that uh, Muslims should not indulge in this kafir making. Similarly, um, uh, Muslims believe, some people believe, uh, that uh, some prophetic revelation, some say Surah Rajim, some say Ayah has been missed out, was missed out when the Holy Quran was uh, compiled. Um, but we strongly reject this and we say that all the prophetic revelation that the Holy Prophet received is with us in the Holy Quran. And some people uh, say that some of the verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated, they're cancelled. 
Shavaliullah writes, Shavaliullah Rahmatullah says that, you know, people uh, abrogate more than 500 verses of the Holy Quran. And he says he has investigated and it's only seven verses of the Holy Quran which are abrogated. But Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib taught that no verse of the Holy Quran is abrogated. No verse was, is or ever can be abrogated. These are God's instructions to us. So how can they be abrogated? And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam stressed, strongly stressed, that uh, jihad is a duty of every Muslim. But it is the Holy Prophet's definition of a jihad, what jihad is, that is uh, incumbent upon all Muslims. Not the definition by some jurist or uh, someone else. And the Holy Prophet said, while returning from a battle, the Holy Prophet said that Muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And then explained that the major jihad is a struggle against one's own self, one's desires, jealousy, envy, greed, wanting more and more wealth and so on. And Hazrat stressed that every Muslim, every moment must conduct jihad and jihad for the propagation of Islam as well. And that is not taking the sword and killing people, but convincing them by moral, intellectual, rational arguments that uh, uh, Islam is the right religion. So let us turn to the verse we are going to consider today. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذ أخذنا ميقاكم ورفقنا فوقكم الطور And 
when we made a covenant with you and raised the mountain above you. Take hold of that which we have given you with firmness and obey. They said we hear and disobey. And they were made to imbibe the love of the calf into their hearts on account of their disbelief. Say, evil is that which your faith bids you, if you are believers. And uh, in our last broadcast, which was uh, on 28th of September, we had got as far as the end of the first phrase and we looked at poor. <clears throat> so today we are going to start the next part of the sentence. I just received a message that there are some problems for some reason. Uh, so, broadcasting to one part of uh, Facebook. Anyway, I tried to fix it. So let's see how it goes. Um, yes. Uh, so, Huzu is the first word and we're going to look at that. Ma is conjunction, a connecting word. So we're not going to look at that. Then we have Ataynakum. So we'll have a look at that, those two words. So let us go to my notes. Uh, <clears throat> where are we? There we are. And uh, look at the first word. Its root is Hamza, Kha, and Wal. And it occurs, and it has two segments. Wal and Hamza at the end is a pronoun, and Kha uh, and Wal are a verb. So these are the, are the two segments. And it occurs in the Holy Quran 273 times in seven different forms or with seven different meanings. And 127 times it occurs as a and 124 times it occurs as a both verb forms, and then nine times as you are Khidu 
and then six times as achs and then three times as achiz achiz actually and uh, three times also as muttahiz uh, and uh, then I think uh, once yes once as ittihav uh, so this is uh, and it means uh, hold take took and so on so let me first of all find the Urdu notes okay here we are so that means as I said uh, to uh, gather something to collect something to gain something so um, yeah, and it can mean uh, uh, it doesn't have to be sort of physical it may be um, uh, how shall I say um, you know we talk about uh, um, God's punishment for example and we talk about uh, uh, God will catch them God will grab them now God doesn't have hands and he doesn't have uh, um, you know um, <clears throat> he doesn't grab you with the handcuffs and so on so this is in the sense of um, yeah, it can be physical but in, when you know we talk about God then it's obviously not physical but uh, uh, you know in other ways um, chapter 12 79 says God save us that except for the person with whom we found our possessions that we uh, arrest we catch someone else. Now here it's obviously physical. You know, if something is stolen and the police catch that person, they're going to physically restrain him. Um, but then uh, in chapter 2 verse 225, and nothing can overpower him. Nothing, sleep, etc., cannot overpower him. Now, this is not going to be anything physical. And uh, chapter 79, verse 25 that is they were grabbed by punishment in this world and the next now the punishment doesn't physically grab you again 
is a Ahazel Korah, chapter 11, verse 102. When God catches these people, the disobedient people, then this is how he catches them. So obviously, God doesn't physically catch people, you know, like the police and so on. So uh, it can be it can be physical, as I said in the example I gave earlier on. Um, but it need not need not necessarily be physically restraining someone, catching someone. Anta kulta linna sitahizuni wa ummi. Wa ummiya ilahain. Chapter 5, verse 116. Did I ask you to take, to take me and my mother for gods? For, so here it's being used in the sense of take. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, let me look at my other notes. So, th this is uh, the opposite of giving. So, you are taking. And uh, as I said, that uh, many scholars say that it also means God's punishment. He's giving you punishment. Even in English, you know, we, we it's a common phrase, isn't it? You are going to get punished. Um, you know, so this is you're not. You know, you you also have you're going to get paid. So, you are physically paid. You get currency, but these days you get transfers into your bank account. But you know, a few years ago. Every Friday in factories, there was a long queue. And people will go up, would go up, uh, go up to this window, and they sign a chit, and they get a little physical envelope with money in it. So you are physically getting that. But uh, you know, when someone loses everything, and uh, if he's not a good person and someone says, well, you're getting punished by God, you know, that is not uh, physical, something physical. And then from that you have the words muakhiza. Muakhiza, what does that mean? That, uh, you know, uh, someone's deeds and so on, they need to account for them. People also say that a pond where water gathers or is collected is, it also means that. Um, okay, so let's go to the next word. Well, actually, next word, as I said, is the connecting word. So the word we are going to uh, uh, consider is Ataina. <coughs> Kum. And it has three segments. 
Um is one pronoun, na is one pronoun, and a'ti is a verb. And uh, the root, triliteral root of this word is hamza, ta, ya. And uh, it occurs in the Holy Quran 549 times, 271 times as the verb ah, ah, And uh, 264 times as the verb ata. So this is why it's important to remember in Arabic which syllables you are going to elongate. These are two different words. And the only difference between them is that at the beginning, at the beginning, in one word, the pronunciation, the, the you know, the, the, the sound is long and in the other word it's not so long ata and in the other one ata and it can make a lot of difference uh, if you're not careful and then nine times you have uh, uh, <clears throat> the word ati and then the other occurrences are smaller than, uh, fewer than that. So, uh, <clears throat> let's see if we can find what it means. What happens is that during my Urdu broadcast, which precedes this, my notes get out of order. And so, Al-Ityan, that means for something to come. And scholars say, uh, there's a condition with this sort of coming, which is that it should come with ease. Um, so that's why a flood is called because you don't put much effort into that <coughs> flood coming and flooding your house or your farm or whatever it is. And um, we're talking about coming, but it can be physical. A person can come, we're talking about ityan, so it could be a person, you know, but uh, it can also uh, mean uh, a command, an order that comes, you know, <clears throat> and we say it in English, you know, this order has come from the general. It may be physical on a bit of paper, but it may just be an order. So it could be <clears throat> physical, that someone has come, or it can be an order, or it can be implementation 
of an organization or rules or regulations somewhere. For example, uh, when the British ruled India, all the rules and regulations were made in London. You had a whole department located in what was called India House and that was their job to make rules and regulations for India. Um, and uh, they then went and they were implemented. So, and uh, there's no distinction about whether uh, you know, what's happening is good or bad or, uh, you know, it means profit or it means loss. Um, it just means uh, something has come. In chapter 6, verse 40, Holy Quran says, In atakum azabullahi aw And if God's punishment comes, so we're talking about coming, but this is God's punishment, or the hour. Now the hour here means the day of judgment. So, Ata Amrullah, chapter 16, verse 1. God's commandment has come. Now, God's command, sorry, God's command has come. Now, God's command, you know, it's not something physical that arrives. But it also means uh, implementation. <clears throat> Let me increase the size of this. I can't read my own notes. God has come. God has arrived. Now, God is not a physical being like us, that he'll arrive somewhere. But it means that his command, his rules, that has arrived. And in the same way, in chapter 6, verse 40, it says, and what does that mean? Rub has arrived. It doesn't mean that it's it physically God sort of comes down and so on. It just means that um, his order, his system, his rules, they have come. And we use uh, this expression for that. Um, we also use it for uh, uh, fertile land. And chapter 19, verse 61, uh, some people say, 
that uh, um, it means that. Anyway, I don't have, we don't have time for more because we have uh, run out of time, I'm told. I've just got enough time to uh, wrap up and finish this. So with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm, I take my leave of you until tomorrow.